Hey fans, welcome to Sideline Attraction. I'm your host, Taylor Ahrens, and this is a no-level playing field because I'm calling the shots on these interviews and nothing is off limits. So step up to the plate, it's game on. Hey fans, today is literally a Tuesday. It's 2.22.22. And if you're listening to this at 2.22, you really scored. And for all you numbers people out there, it's your lucky day. I know for a lot of people, numbers that match get them going. Especially like if it's 11.11 on the clock, they say like make a wish. I'm guilty of that. Every time they see the clock hit 11.11, I'm like, oh, gotta make a wish. And think about all those people that are born on 2.22.22. That's so cool to have that birthday. And I'm sure there's a ton of weddings happening today. And I guess it's just because people think it's lucky. It kind of goes along with people's horoscope signs. I'm a Pisces and I really think I have a Pisces personality. So I kind of get into it, but I have friends who make judgments off of people from their horoscopes and they swear by them, which I certainly don't make decisions on people's horoscopes when I go on a date or even being friends with someone or choosing a podcast guest. And since we're talking about that, I want to introduce my next guest. It's Robbie Povey, and he is the fly half on the Houston Sabercats rugby team. And don't worry if you don't know what a fly half is, because I didn't know either, so I asked him, along with other things like, what is a scrum? You will find out all these details and more. Also, you'll get a smile from that amazing accent, so that's an extra bonus. And no need to put your pads on, because this guy basically plays football without the pads. So enough talking. Get your pom-poms ready, fans. I'm flying it off to Robbie Povey. Hi. Hello, hello. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm excited to learn about you and rugby. I honestly, I don't really know a lot about rugby and I'm, I can imagine my listeners don't know either. So I'm going to ask you all the questions. So I'm super excited. We just kind of want to get to know you and what's behind the stats as well. So let's get into it. Where are you from? I'm from Northampton in England originally. Okay, so how did you get to Houston then? Going all around the world. So my mum's Canadian, went out and lived in Canada for a couple of years. And to, I moved out there to train full-time out there with the national team. And so I spent a couple of years over there playing for them, went back home. And then because I played for Canada, I qualify as domestic player in this league. Just got recruited that way through my agent, basically. Yeah, you're not kidding. You've been around like me, but I've been around the States and not the country. So I'm sure that makes it a lot more different and challenging. So how did you get into rugby? Have you been playing it since you were a little boy? Yeah, pretty much since I was about five, I think. Five years old. I can only imagine how cute that is because I see the little football players and how adorable they are. So a little rugby player? Like what? Cutest thing ever. So rugby isn't as common here in the U.S., but I know it is in other countries. Yeah, it's it's pretty big, like all over. So I think mean, it's the like the second most played sport in the world, actually, like globally. Yeah, like rugby is the big thing over there. Rugby and soccer, really. So that's sort of like the American football over here. So for my listeners that don't know, American football is what other countries call what we know as football here in the U.S. But football everywhere else in the world is soccer. So that's why they call it American football. So I've been doing tons of research on rugby. 
And I have so many questions to ask you, but I do know people refer to rugby as football without pads. So do you wear any pads or helmets? No. So yeah, you just wear a mouth guard, really. Other than that, it's just sort of bone on bone. Any sport that you're bone on bone, I would say, is for tough guys only. But I'm really glad your mouth is protective so you can keep that nice smile. But obviously, you got to wear something out there. So what are your uniforms even called? You just call it kit, really. Just wear your kit. A kit. Okay, I love it. A kit. Can you just give me like an elevator pitch of what rugby is? It's like a mix between football and soccer. It's like football without the pads. You're trying to get the ball over the other team's try line, which is like their end zone. But it's like soccer in the sense that it's continuous. Everyone plays offense and defense. There's no swapping out. There's no stopping. If the ball, if someone's tackled, then there's just sort of like a big wrestle for the ball, basically. You're trying to get the ball back and just keep on going. That's one hell of a sport when you have no breaks, playing both offense and defense. And while you're at it, you're just getting wrestled. Again, this is not for the faint of heart. And like I mentioned earlier, I've done a lot of research. So is there 15 people on both sides, correct? Yes. So what position do you play? I'm a fly half, really. Do lots of passing, lots of kicking. I sort of call the plays, sort of run the team, basically. Okay, so you said you're the leader of the team. In football, the leader is the quarterback. So is the fly half the QB of the team? Pretty much. He's kind of like the quarterback and the kicker sort of rolled into one. So you'll, you'll call the plays, but you'll also do like the majority of the kicking and you'll usually kick for like posts and stuff. A quarterback and a kicker in one position. I mean, everyone knows how important the quarterback is, but a kicker is pretty damn important as well as the playoffs this year has proven that kickers can win a game. So now I understand what the fly half does, but there are some other positions. I just want to know what they do based off the name because the some of them are just very intriguing. Like what does a scrum half do? So every time there's a tackle, like I said, there's a bit of a fight for the ball. And then when you Mm -hmm. get that ball back, the scrum half will be the person who's always there first to sort of pass the ball away to someone else on your team. Very interesting. You learn something new every day. So you play the fly half. Have you always played this position since you were a little boy? Yeah. When I was very, very little, I started as a prop, which is very different. I was a big kid, basically. They're usually the larger, stronger sort of, so I, I moved from there quickly to fly half. Oh, you were pretty much the leader from the start. So tell me what young Robbie was like. Were you super competitive when you were younger? Oh, yeah, I was, I was far too competitive when I was younger. I'd sort of, I'd have time and everything. When I was younger, younger, my, my family refused to play like card games and stuff with me because I'd cheat to try and win. And they'd be like, no, we're just <laughs> I'm the same way. Like if it's just mini golf or something, I would get so into it. My parents are like, whoa, (laughs) it's just a game. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I've got two sisters, one older, one younger. So they're both back home still. So my older sister's in London and my younger sister is like Northamptonshire slash Reading because she's at uni at the moment. So, Do they ever get to come to your games here in Houston? No one got to come over from my family last year just with COVID and everything and all (laughs) that. But I think they're planning to come over this year. We were meant to do the summer in Canada, actually, and see some of our family out there last summer. But then that, that fell through with all the, all the COVID stuff as well. So hopefully this season, fingers crossed. Yes. So tell me when y'all's season is. 
So our games start up in February to July, I think, is the season. Okay, so what does your off-season look like? How does your training in the off-season go? Well, I haven't had a week off really since the season finished. I've been playing with Canada, so I've been quite lucky. We played against the U.S. I was in Glendale and I was in Victoria. I was in St. John's. We'd just been to Belgium and Portugal a couple of weeks ago. I went to Chile like a month before that. So I've sort of been doing two or three weeks away on tour, two or three weeks back here. But that, that's all finished up now. So just, just in Houston for the next few months and looking forward to staying in one place for, for more than two minutes. It sounds like you're racking up those frequent flyer points. Yeah, I'm heartbroken because every time we fly, I swear it's on a different sort of loyalty airline. So I'm just like, come on. Hopefully that will be the goal for this season to stick to one airline so you can take a nice vacation in your off season. So now I want to talk about the game details. Y'all play two 40-minute halves, correct? Yes. So do you play the entire time or do you get like timeouts or breaks? Usually not. In the league that we play in, so in the MLR over here, you get a water break at 20 minutes, which lasts for a minute. But in the games, you'll just be 40 minutes straight through. If there's an injury or like time off when they're going to the TMO, which is like the TV match official, then you'll get, a, you'll get a little bit of rest and some guys will run water on, but it's pretty tiring. Tiring, I think, is an understatement. I can't imagine going 40 minutes and the only time out you really get is when a player is injured, which doesn't usually happen all the time and you don't hope it happens. But on the other hand, you kind of want it to happen so you can breathe. But that's here nor there. During your practices, do you have to do a lot of cardio? Oh, yeah, I've been doing all sorts. We were doing a load this morning at sort of 6.30, so that was fun. I've racked up many a mile in the last few weeks. I can totally relate racking up the miles. Actually, at the end of 2021, I counted up all my miles, and I ran across the U.S. even more, so I feel you there. But cardio is so important, and I think it even helps with my dancing because we're doing these all-out routines and dancing the entire game, so... I know how it feels to be tired, and y'all are playing 40-minute halves with a minute break in between. That's pretty crazy. So another question I want to ask you is about scoring. I looked at a couple videos, and you have to do like this Superman dive or, I don't know, slide into your end zone to score. So I want to know, does that ever hurt you? Not unless you give it a really big dive. So you can just run over and dot it down. If you get a bit more excited, then you might dive. There was one England winger who used to, they called it the splashdown. So do do a strong <laughs> dive. So he'd dive like as high as he could and then just just like land. I tried that once as like a 16-year-old and winded myself. And ever since then, I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, splashdown seems like a one and done kind of thing. I would do it once and make sure there's like a camera guy getting this on video. So I could put it on my social media. I've also seen in some videos that y'all throw each other up. So can you tell me what that's all about? Yeah, so that's a line out. When the ball goes out of bounds, you need to put the ball back in. There's a contest. So the forwards, like the bigger guys, will, will line up in two lines. And someone will throw the ball in. And it's basically just competing to try and get the ball back for your team. So they'll, they'll lift them up as high as they can and as quick as they can to try and get it back. And then... Ships it away. Well, from the videos I've seen and from the sound of that, it sounds like y'all are doing some cheerleading stunts. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have to practice that? Yeah. It's not, not one of my specialties, but 
I don't think it would be my specialty either. So I was always a flyer, like the lifting, just throw me up there. I'll go. I now want to talk about the scrum. Oh, yes. I think that is so interesting. It looks like a team building exercise. Can you tell me what that is? So there's uh, eight players from each side. They bind up. So you have three in the front row, two in the second row, sort of heads in between their hips, sort of bent down at 90 degrees, and then a couple of flankers on the outside and someone at the back. And they're just pushing against the other eight people and trying to push them over so that they get the ball back on their side, basically. Wow. So I'm just envisioning a huge tumbleweed of men and then there's a ball somewhere in the middle. Does that ever get lost? Whose job is that to keep their eyes on the ball? The person in the middle is the hoe. They're meant to, when the ball goes in, they're meant to try and kick it backwards. But if they miss it, then it can just sit there for a while until you get a good shot on. <laughs> well, shout out to the middleman who somehow has to find his leg and all of this and kick the ball out of the way. Also, I would think the crowd would get pretty rowdy because that is freaking cool to watch. Speaking of that, what are your fans like during the games? They're pretty good. So they're not as rowdy as back home, really. But mm-hmm. we, we had a few thousand people out to Aviva, and especially when like you're on the front foot and you're going well, and they really get behind you. I had one time, first time I was over in Texas, actually, I was the opposition were having a kick, and I was just waiting to try and catch the ball under our posts. I just had my hands on my hips waiting. It was I can't remember if it was Austin or Houston. It was somewhere in Texas. And from the crowd, just halfway back, just shouts, hey, number 10, take your hands off your hips, you faggot. And I was just, uh, <laughs> just started laughing to myself. The things people say, can you actually, well, it sounds like it. You can actually hear what people are yelling. So when someone's kicking it, well, everything sort of stops and you're in for it. So you, you can sort of get oh, okay. it at that point. But when, when the game's going, you sort of, mm-hmm. you can hear noise, but you don't really hear anything. Everything is just sort of what's going on around you. It's, you, you almost sort of have blinkers on it, just everything sort of gets blacked out. Oh, yes. I know what a blackout feels like because after every performance, I get off the field and totally don't remember what happened because I guess it was just all a rush and it happened so fast. But I think every performer or athlete knows the feeling of a blackout. So now we kind of have a feeling about the game. So now I want to talk about your team. You're on the Sabercats and I don't even know where y'all play. And it's terrible because I live in Houston. So can you tell me where y'all play? It is Aviva Stadium, which is just off the 288 South. It's 288 and airport. If you come off there, you just go along, take a left, take a left. It's by the dash fields, I think, if you know where those are. Yes, I do. I actually pass that a lot. Are the facilities pretty good there? Oh, they're awesome. Like We're really lucky with our facilities, I think, compared to the other teams in the league. We've got three really nice pitches. So we've got our main pitch and then two training pitches that are all grass. So a lot of the other teams have to play on turf, which is horrible. Just the strengths and everything. And then we've got a gym on site, which is pretty decent. And then the stadium's like awesome. So, Well, that's great. You have awesome facilities. And I'm going to need to come check it out this year, especially doing all this research and getting to talk to you. I have to come see this in person, especially because I will know what's going on. So now let's talk about what happens after the game. I'm sure your body is pretty fatigued. Does it hit you all at once? Like, oh my gosh, I need to sit down. And I'm sure it hits pretty hard the next day too, because for me, whenever I work out, I'm always sore like two days later. So what's the body feeling like after a game? Uh, So it varies (laughs) from game to game, but usually you'll wake up the next day and you're like, why on earth do I do this? Um, (laughs) 
you're sort of you got stud marks all over you got scratches bruises when you're playing you're not too bad but as soon as you stop and the adrenaline wears off you're a bit like oh I feel like I've just been run over adrenaline lasts you and then when you stop you're like whoa (laughs) do they have any recovery options for you or do you do any sort of recovery I'm a big pool guy. I like to get in the pool, have a little splash around. Not real swimming, but just like get the legs moving, a bit stretching. When we're over in Canada, we have ice baths and hot tubs and stuff. And you sort of alternate contrast for a while on that, but those aren't fun either. <laughs> I am addicted to cryotherapy. That's like the oh, yeah. machines. I love the colds. I don't like being in actually a cold tub because for some reason the wet cold is not the same as like the dry cold. Yeah. I don't really like it, but then after a couple of minutes, I lose feeling in my toes and I'm like, not the one. Yeah, it's more of a, like a mental thing. I can do this. Speaking of mental game, what's it like in the locker room before? How do you get in the zone? Or are y'all pretty chatty? Everyone's sort of got their own thing, really. So usually, usually be someone on music and they'll be playing some stuff on the speakers and then guys will be stretching. Some guys will sort of be sat there looking through their notebooks, going through like last minute stuff, what they want to try and think of and focus on in the game. Yeah, some people like really G themselves up, they'll have the headphones on. I used to play with a guy at school who was a bit crazy. He would just be there and he would just headbutt the wall. Yeah, that's, it's a little bit extreme for me. I'm the other way. I like to not think about it. I'm really chilled out. So I'll, I'll just phones in. I'll just be like listening to country or like old school, like classic songs. And everyone else is like getting real pumped up. And I'm like, I really hope no one can hear any of the music that's coming through my ears right now. Interesting. I love that you're listening to some old school classics and country. Texas already got the best of you. I love, though, how you stay calm because I think that's the best thing to do in those situations is to treat it like a normal day because once you get in your head, it takes over everything. So just keeping a calm, cool, collective state is a good idea. So when y'all get there on game day, how early do you arrive to the stadium? So it depends, really. So the guy I was rooming with last year liked to be there sort of two hours early, and then you'd go, you'd sort of do all your preparation, that sort of stuff. I like to be there sort of not quite that early, so I like to be maybe an hour before, and then just sort of do that, do what you need to do. I like to get my kit on pretty much and go out and warm up straight away. Because I'm the kicker, I usually be out and sort of do half an hour of just my own stuff before... The rest of the team comes out and then we have a team warm up where we go through all of our stuff. Only an hour before we have to get there on game day. So if we have a noon game, we have to get there at 6 a.m. So like we're there. Yes, we're there like six hours early. I love that y'all can just like cruise an hour early. That's amazing. Nothing to it. (laughs) Nothing to it. It's just a game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly what it is. Do all your teammates live pretty close by? So we have quite a few guys in the Stonebridge apartments, which is like 2K from the stadium. So it's literally one exit off the highway. A few find their own stuff, sort of more like downtown, that sort of way, but nothing nothing that's a million miles away. I think furthest away is like 20 minutes. In the contract, you either have team housing or they can pay you a certain amount to find your own spot. So it's just quite easy uh, being here right next to the stadium. So I bet it's a lot easier being super close to the stadium. I actually have a treadmill and a spin bike in my house. And there's something about just getting up and having your workout equipment so close. Worlds of a difference. So I know living next to your facility must be the greatest thing. Which speaking of that, how many times do you all practice a week? Most days. So I think at the moment we're doing, we're only doing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. 
but we've not got too many guys in yet. I think we've only got nine guys in at the moment. We've got quite a few Africans that we've signed this year who, with okay. with all the variant stuff, we're slightly worried if they're going to get over here or not. So we're just doing what we can at the moment. But a few guys have actual jobs in the off-season. So we've okay. been like evenings and mornings training. So we get the, the split long day. That is a super long day, especially for the guys that have work and then have to go to practice. Definitely a long day for them. So during the off season, I know y'all are scattered everywhere around the world. So do y'all keep in touch in the off season? Yeah, you also sort of varying degrees. It, it depends on the person really. Like some, some mm-hmm. people you talk to and then others, like one of our guys last year was like, I love you boys, but I'll probably, I'll message you like once in six months. <laughs> rather than being like constant there but it's one of those especially when we're in season we're around each other every day and you'll be there for like six or seven hours so you just always yeah. have your eyes and then because we all live close together we'll be like oh i want to go grab some drinks in the evening or go for a meal or something just so you're always you're always sort of around you get tired out on them you oh, need a break you need a little space sometimes. <laughs> do you guys get along pretty well all your teammates oh yeah yeah they're all a good bunch and to be fair like a lot of the time you need to be with just sort of everything you need to do with rugby, it's also connected to each other. Mm-hmm. You sort of need to have that good understanding of one another. So it's, it's one of the things that in rugby, they really take really seriously is like the quality of character. So mm-hmm. you sort of, everyone's got to be like decent people. It's one of those when, when everything's really tough and you've been grinding for 40 minutes constantly, like if you've got someone, you know, he's your brother, he's working just as hard for you as you're working for him. So mm-hmm. it's just sort of, it's, it's quite tight knit, which is really nice. That's great to hear. My team is a lot like that too, because we always get the question, is there always drama on the team? And I'm like, no. Like, I mean, I, you would think with a bunch of group of girls, there would be, but there's usually no drama. So I love that y'all lift each other up because bad energy, it's just you don't need it. You spend the whole day around them. You got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy what you're doing. So. For sure. And what do you like to do on your off time? Oh, that's a great question. At the moment, we've been playing a lot of volleyball. So on Sundays, we go to the third coast. Yeah, we, we're we athletic, so we're mm-hmm. trying to improve. And we're competitive, so we just like to go and have a hit around. It's it's something you're still active, but you're, it's something different to do. I'm a big cricket guy as well when I'm back home. So I was actually playing cricket. Before I moved over to Canada for the rugby, I was trying to play cricket professionally. But then oh. they were like, do you want to come over and live there full time and we'll pay you? And I was like... Cricket. That's another thing. Can you give me a quick summary of cricket? Okay, that's for next time. Y'all stay tuned. (laughs) That's a whole nother thing. You don't want to watch a game. Okay, okay. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Okay, perfect. Now, we're going to play a game. I have a pom-pom. Of course, I'm a cheerleader. And I'm calling it a two-minute drill. And on here, I just have a bunch of questions that I'm just going to ask you for two minutes to get to know you better. Just rapid fire. Okay, perfect. You up for the challenge? Yes, bring it on. Okay, your time starts in three, two, and one. Ferrari or Lamborghini? Ferrari. Flirty or funny? Both. Either. Curved hips or big boobs? Oh, damn. Be a bee or a wasp? Wasp. Give permission or ask for forgiveness? Ask for forgiveness. Walk or ski? Walk. Coffee breath or onion breath? Onion breath. 
Omelette or scrambled eggs? Omelette. Aquarium or zoo? Ooh, I see. Love or lust? Love. Queso or guac? Queso. Grape or strawberry jelly? Strawberry. Every time. <laughs> be naked once in public or never be nude? Once in public. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Long nails or short nails? Short nails. Boots or sandals? Boots. Oh, no, sandals. Cardio? <laughs> Cardio or weights? Weights, definitely. Smoothie or milkshake? Milkshake every time. My weakness. I love milkshakes. Movie theater or arcade? Ooh. Movie theater. Love a movie. Barney or Big Bird? Barney. Mafia or street gang? Mafia. Matching or mismatched socks? Matching. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. Last one. Cookies or cake? Cake. I'm a big cake. Well, I'm more of a brownie guy. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Before we go, I need to know one fun fact about you that we did not learn today. It's not a fun fact, but I can solve a Rubik's Cube. Oh, that is a fun fact. That's pretty hard. Take it. A little bit of magic. Like, oh, a little bit of magic? Yeah. That was when I was really bored in lockdown. I, was, I learned a few card tricks to try and amuse people. Oh, that is cool. I yeah, love magic. Cool is debatable. But. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. That's all right. Thanks for having me. I'm going to come to one of those games because it's the coolest thing ever. I got to see y'all in action. Yeah, I'll get you some tickets. Okay, perfect. I'll be cheering you on. Turn the pump <laughs>